Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 1 pregame show, Princeton and Mid-Buck lock up in a big Week 1 matchup. We'll have interviews with both coaches, plus East Buchanan coach Dan Ritter joins the podcast to talk about his Bulldogs heading into the 2021 season. And Chris Ward from Regional Radio KKWK joins me to preview all the conferences in the Northwest Missouri area. All that and much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show. This is our second segment where we talk about KCI and GRC Conference football. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. My excitement level is at a 12. If you were to rank it to a 10, I am so excited to get the season started. I know everybody that's listening to the podcast is just as excited as I am. But let's not waste any more of your time. Let's go ahead. Let's kick this segment off. In our big matchup in this segment, we are talking Princeton and Mid-Buchanan. This matchup is taking place at Fawcett. The Princeton Tigers are coming off a run in the Class 1 District 7 championship game where they eventually fell to the district champion Hamilton. Mid-Buchanan, of course, is the Class 1 finalist. They're coming off a state championship loss to Windsor. Both teams graduating lots of talent, but that's going to be the interesting part here. We're going to kick off our preview of this game by talking with Mid Buchanan head coach Aaron Fritz. Here's our interview right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast on the week one pregame show. First week, it counts for real. And we are here with the coach of the Mid Buchanan Dragons. Aaron Fritz is with us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, first week of the season, you know, you know the um, the goosebumps on the back of your neck. Yeah, I'm sure you probably know the feeling there. I'm ready to get this, ready to get the season kicked off. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you finally get the jamboree out of the way. You kind of get those pregame jitters and things out of the way, and kind of teach them how stuff's going to go. And and now you're in the real thing. You're teaching. You're learning. You're watching film, and you're trying to figure out how you can um, do things that you want to do against the other team. Well, Coach, you just brought up the Jamboree, and uh, you guys were at a Jamboree in Plattsburgh on Friday night. It was Gallatin, Plattsburgh, and West Platte. Um, Coach, um, I know that, you know, the Jamborees don't count record-wise or don't keep score or anything like that. But Coach, what were your impressions of your ball club coming out of that Jamboree? You know, I, I was very pleased with our kids. Uh, we got all 33 guys in. They all played between, like, eight and – Oh, some of them got over 20 probably, but a lot of them got at least like eight plays. So we got everybody on film. They all got a chance to play. They all got a chance to see what varsity level speed looks like. And, you know, it's just good for all of them. We care about getting lined up and getting to the football. And this is a good chance for us to see if they've learned what we want them to do. And, and we did a good job of doing those little things. So we clearly got a lot of things to get better at. But at the same time, we got a lot of uh, positive things from how we pursued the football and things like that that we can build on and, and hopefully get better with still too. I know one of the positives that you definitely told me about was definitely all 33 kids on your roster got snaps on Friday. So that that's big time, you know, and uh, we've talked about this before. That's not just building for this year. That's building for next year. That's building for the year after that and so on. So, um, Coach, we're here. This is why we're here. Week one, it counts for real this time. You guys are going to be the home opener, the season opener against Princeton and Coach Powell's Coach Powell's team. Um, I know. Um, I know we're based talking about last year. They made that run all the way to the district championship game. But coach, um, what are your um, what are your what's your assessment on this year's Princeton team? 
Well, you know, Cliff, they're a lot like us. They graduated a ton of kids off last year's team, uh, off of, and they were a really good football team. You know, we played them week one. It's always hard to assess a team after a jamboree because he does a lot of the same things we do. He gets all his kids reps and rotates in and out. And we just didn't know what we were going to get last year, week one. And we played them. We got a physical, physical freaking battle, man. They play hard. They play fast. They hit you in the mouth. They, they do all the little things right. And it's kind of fun to watch them play with what they do. And, and we're going to get the same thing, man. They're, they're really young. They're really inexperienced, but so are we. And it's going to be two teams that are going to be kind of trying to find their way right now because they're just having so many different bodies step in and different guys playing different roles. That, um, it's more probably going to be who makes less mistakes between the two of us. And I know his team's going to be very disciplined. I know they're going to play fast. They're going to play physical, and they're going to have a lot of fun doing what they're doing. So we're going to have to be, uh, you know, crossing those T's, dotting those I's, paying attention to detail because that team's going to be disciplined and do things the right way. And that's exactly what they look like on film. They play hard. They play fast. They, they do things the right way. So it's going to be a good one for us. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I know fans, uh, maybe Cannon fans, uh, if you can't make it to the home opener, um, you can catch this game on regional radio, KKWK 100.1 FM. On your FM dial, you can catch Mid-Buck in Princeton this Friday night on regional radio quick. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and always making time to come and chat about your ball club and chat about your opponent. Um, Coach, good luck to you guys against Princeton. Cliff, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. And thank you so much, Coach Fritz, for joining the podcast. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And we have another opportunity here to speak with Princeton head coach Nathan Powell. He was so kind enough to join me. We preview his squad for the upcoming season. We talk about his jamboree at Milan last weekend. And we'll get his scouting report on the Dragons. Here's our interview with Princeton Tiger head coach Nathan Powell. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is the week one pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Princeton Tigers. Nathan Powell is back with us. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Coach, uh, before we talk about 2021, let's go ahead and let's put 2020 in the bed here real quick. Eight and three, you guys started one and two, but you guys rolled off some wins there towards the end of the year, made it all the way to the district championship game. Won a big semifinal game against Milan, which I thought was one of the um, top football games in all the area last year. But, Coach, just your overall thoughts and your reflections on the 2020 season. Uh, you know, when that, when that season started, I think all of us were, were unsure about what was going to happen. I, I, you know, I think, honestly, I, I really figured after, like, week three, we'd probably all be shut down. But, uh, you know, we were, you know, we lost a game uh, when Trenton wasn't able to play when, when they were all shut down. Um, but that was it. Like we, we really made it through the season healthy. Um, and you know, like you said, we're able to put some, some momentum and, and onto the field. And by the end of the year, we're really clicking well. And, um, you know, a lot of that goes with just having the type of team we had, you know, when you have 14 seniors out there and who had obviously all been playing for a long time, um, it, it was really easy to kind of get them motivated. And as the games got bigger, you know, they had the experience and, and the wherewithal to kind of step up and play in those games. And, I mean, that was obvious with, with Milan. I mean, there were all kinds of excuses for why we probably shouldn't have been been winning that game. You know, number one, they beat us before. And, and then, two, I, you know, I was in quarantine that whole week. I wasn't even at the game. And my assistant coaches just did a fantastic job. And the kids did a fantastic job just slugging away and, and coming out with an amazing win. And I think, you know, you said it was an exciting game. It was it was really kind of the exclamation point on the season. You know, we, we got to play for a district championship the next week with Penny and 
had a game go right down to the wire. You know, it was a one-possession game. But, you know, we just weren't able to put enough drives together to, to get some points to go ahead. So, um, you know, overall last season, you know, complete emotional roller coaster with, with what's going to happen and are we, you know, are we clear? Or, you know, is the other team going to be able to play to, uh, to be able to put something together like that? I think it really says a lot about the group of kids we had last year, being able to stay focused and, and execute week to week and, and really put together a good run at the end when you want to be playing well. Well, Coach, let's um, let's talk about the 2021 team here real quick. And uh, there was a there's a lot of pieces gone from last year's team. But um, Coach, this is going to give you the opportunity really to um, talk about some of the young kids that you're going to have in your lineup. First, let's start with the offensive line. Who are going to be some of those guys in the trenches? Uh, starting up front, we've got all new faces. Um, our two tackles are, are a couple. We got a junior and Hunter Foster, and a sophomore and Mason Robinson. Um, both big bodied kids and, you know, really can, can do some good things for us. We just got to do a good job of keeping them, uh, healthy and fresh. And, you know, when you got two big bodies, it's, it's hard to, uh, to get them off the field because you want to see them out there, but it's going to be important for us to keep them pressed to be able to execute. Um, our two guards are a couple of sophomores, Jace Davis and Wes Hashman. Uh, center is a sophomore, Evan Houck. And our, our tight end is a sophomore and Gavin Power. And, you know, um, you hear sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. Um, they uh, they have really impressed as far as how they've worked together with their chemistry and and the way they're communicating. And and they're still going to have some hiccups. And and we're still not the biggest offensive line you're going to see, but they are really doing a good job. And Coach Gilkey is doing a fantastic job with getting them ready and and just trying to operate really well the stuff we need them to do. Well, Coach, let's let's talk about those skill players now. I wanted to talk about the offensive line first because you know. I, I know the skilled players, you know, they put up all the sexy stats and stuff like that, but none of those stats would be put up without the offensive line, but that's why we talked about the line first. Let's talk about some of the skilled players now, the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. Who's going to be filling in those shoes? Uh, receiver, we've got we've got kind of a, a revolving door of receivers we can throw in there. Uh, two seniors, Luke Kelly and Caleb Thomas, we'll see a lot of time. Uh, we have a soft, two sophomores, and Kelby Thomas and Talon Holt, who will also be getting in there and getting some time for us. Um, I already mentioned our tight end, Gavin. Uh, at running back, we'll have, you know, again, we'll kind of have a three-headed monster back there at times. Um, Tyler Kaufman's a freshman. He'll he'll run some fullback for us. Um, our wing is Tyler Brown, another sophomore. And then we have a junior, Andrew Rhodes, who, who saw quite a bit of time last year for us. Uh, he'll be kind of our, our primary back back there. And then Logan Smith, our quarterback, he's a he's another senior for us. And he was he saw quite a bit of time last year, too, in some of the different sets we ran. So, um, whereas the O-line is, is really kind of surprising us with chemistry and, and being young and, and experienced like they are, um, our skills kids have got quite a bit of time and, and are kind of the experienced kids for us. So it's going to be important for them to kind of steer the ship for us. You know, the O-line is going to take us where we need to go, but those kids out there for us that have a couple of years of playing time, it's going to be important for them to kind of keep things settled and, you know, be that calming voice out there in the huddle for us. Cause, um, you know, we all know how it is, um, kids are kids and when you're 15 16 years old out there in the middle of a big game for the first time it's it's pretty easy to kind of lose track of what's going on coach uh, let's talk about the defensive end now i know that let's talk about all three levels i know um there's going to be a lot of the same names there that you mentioned on the offense that's going to be on the defense there but talk about um, who you're going to have in some of those spots on defense um it's really the same names <laughs> we've got 23 kids so it's going to be tough to go too deep on anything uh, at d-line uh, we'll have Wes Hashman and, and Evan Half will be our defensive ends. Um, we'll have Mason Robinson and, and Hunter Foster playing D-tackle for us. And then 
we're going to try to really get a, a solid rotation on the D line, you know, offensive line wise, we've got to keep those kids in there as much as we can, but those kids on defense, we've got some good subs and uh, another sophomore, Gabe Zider, uh, Dylan Gardner, uh, he won't be playing for us on Friday um, just for practice reasons. And then he'll be able to get in there for us later in the season to add some more depth. And then a couple more sophomores, Jace Davis, like we mentioned on the O-line and then Nicholas Rubio, uh, another kid can jump in there and spell for us on the D-line. So, um, you know, if we can really get things rolling well defensively, we'll be able to start moving some of those D linemen in and out and getting breaks when we can. And, and you know, that, that's going to be important for us with uh, not having a huge roster to choose from. The kids that are out there playing, we've got to do the best we can to keep them healthy and fresh and, and you know, let them get out there and play whenever they can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about uh, week one. Um, Week one, what a huge – I mean, it's going to be up against Mid-Buchanan. It's the opening week of the regular season. You're, uh, you've got a whole bunch of sophomores that you just mentioned. They're, they're going to get some experience there real quick playing a, a team that's been really solid for the last – for the past several seasons. I think they should be pretty solid again this season. But um, you guys have Mid-Buchanan on the schedule week one. Um, Coach, just talk about your impressions on the Dragons. They are, like you said, they're a fantastic team. I mean, they're well coached, and and the kids don't know anything but winning right now, and, and that's important because, um, you know, even though they lost a lot, deep down they are supremely confident that they know they've got the pieces to jump right back in there and play and to execute. And whenever you've been making deep playoff runs for four years in a row, and you've played for a state championship, you've been in the semifinals multiple times. Um, you know, even if they didn't start those seasons, they were there and they were getting all that extra practice time and, and that stuff's huge. And so for us, especially going there to their place, it's going to be really important for us to, to really beat the trip. You know, number one, focus on getting ourselves there and being focused. And two years ago when we went over there, um, I just didn't do a good enough job of having our kids focused and ready to go out and play. And, and we started out in the hole right away. So um, with a young team like we've got this year, we need to, as coaches, get over there, make sure we're focused, and then really just make the game plan as simple as we can and execute what we know we can do. And, you know, if that's just not, if that's not good enough to get the win that night, that's fine. But we've got to do what we know our kids can do well and, and build on that. And, you know, we've mentioned before on here, it's, it's a long season, and we've got to make sure we're playing for the long run and not just some short-sighted, short-sighted goal trying to, to jump on something week one. Oh, absolutely! It's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. Definitely, you can't. You don't want to go hard just in week one. You got to go. You got to make sure you're playing your best football when week nine, week ten, week eleven, all that stuff takes place. So, um, Coach Powell, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast once again and uh, making some time to talk about your kids. And um, good luck to you guys the rest of the week of practice. And um, good luck to you guys against Midbuck. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that was Princeton Tiger head coach Nathan Powell. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining the podcast. Other matchups in the KCI and GRC conferences, including another crossover matchup between East Buchanan and South Harrison. The Battle of the Bulldogs was a good one last year as East Buchanan got a touchdown late to beat South Harrison in the 2020 matchup. We did have an opportunity to speak with East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter as we previewed his squad for the upcoming season and his scouting report on the Battle of the Bulldogs. Here's our interview with head coach Dan Ritter of the East Buchanan Bulldogs right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. It is the opening week of the regular season in 2021. And our guest, we have the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, second-year coach, Dan Ritter, is with us. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, sir. This is going to be fun. Oh, absolutely, sir. Uh, 
Well, let's go ahead and let's uh, put a bow on um, 2020 real quick before we move on to 2021. Um, Coach, in your first year, I would say pretty much it was a pretty successful first year. You guys made it to the district championship game. Unfortunately, came up short to Mid Buchanan, but I think pretty much, I think every team did that except one. So, I would think it's pro a pretty successful season in your eyes. You know, a district championship game in your first season, Coach. Um, just um, walk us through your thoughts on last season. Last year was a year when I came in. They said that we would be a rebuilding year, and that uh, we might win a few games, but it would be a rough year not a whole lot of leadership on the team. And I was blessed to find out that that was just the opposite. There was a lot of leadership on that team. They were hungry to win. And those men really put in the time to be successful. Yeah, Mid, Mid Buchanan was really above us all. So they, they kind of ruined their, a lot of seasons. But, uh, but other than the district championship, I felt like we had a pretty successful season. And we did a lot of good things that set the tone for years to come. Well, Coach, I think definitely I, – I absolutely agree with you 100% on everything you just said there. So, um, I think 2021 is going to be a good year for you guys, too. Let's go ahead and let's talk about some of the players. And um, my place where I want to start, you guys were known last year for your offensive and defensive line. We're going to start with the offensive line. Coach, who are some of the players you have back this year on that O-line? Well, we did lose some, some big guys, uh, an all-stater on the line who was Heath Wally. But this year we do have some really big-time keys back on the team, the first one being Caleb McCartney. Caleb McCartney is not our biggest lineman, but he might be the smartest, and he gets the job done. He wants to learn how to get better, and, and he was an all-conference player last year, so we're really excited to have him back. We have kind of a mantra on our team, which goes, don't talk about it, be about it. And he doesn't say a whole lot. He just does it, and that's, that's the kind of player we like at East Buchanan. Another big-time returner who's also going to be a senior this year is Trevor Rush. Trevor Rush was another all-conference player for us last year, and he's just a big guy with a lot of strength, and, and he can really take over a game if he wants to. So we're excited about him as well. Uh, one young man who's going to be out for a few games but will come back here in a game or two because of meniscus issues is Ethan Bailey. Ethan Bailey is just a man child. He is, he is a monster about 330 pounds, but the kid can Olympic lift well over 300 pounds, hang clean in with Olympic form. I mean, the kid's just a, a beast. So we're excited to have him back here in a week or two, and he'll be most likely playing some center, maybe a little guard. So we're, we're doing pretty well on the line. We have an underclassman right now, Tucker Musser, playing some line action at center, but he's doing a great job, and we're excited about him. We have two young guards that are doing pretty well, Nick Klein, Wyatt Parker, and we also have Barrett Beach. All three are doing a lot of good things on the line, and some young guys are all fighting for positions behind them. So we're, we're excited about our line play for sure. Well, Coach, let's move on to those skill position players. I know you guys have the quarterback, Connor Musser, back. Um, Coach, uh, just uh, talk about your quarterback and talk about the players that are going to be surrounding him. Excited about Connor. The first time I met him, I was like, oh, another tall, scrawny quarterback. But he's putting a little mustard on the ball, I've noticed, in practice. And obviously, he's a good leader. 
he had 18 touchdowns last year. And, and I told him, uh, what you got to do each year is you got to double your touchdowns and cut your interceptions in half. Well, that'll put him at 36 and three and a half. So uh, that's going to be tough to do, but we'll see what he can do at, at quarterback. I'm excited about him, and we have a lot of weapons that can help him out on offense. Well, coach, let's talk about let's talk about that defense now. I know um, I know on the defensive line, there's going to be some of the same names there that you mentioned on the offensive line. But definitely talk about your defense and talk about the linebackers and the defensive backs also. That's a that's a real good thing to talk about for our team is we are deep at the linebacker position. We have six guys who can all, in my eyes, be football players, and I'm excited to see what they do this first week. Our outside linebackers are – we have three main ones, and a fourth one who's coming right along, Ty Humbard, who is going to be a big-time player for us soon. But uh, we have Carson White, who also plays tight end, but he's he was a big-time defensive end, linebacker-type body for us last year. Luke Webb is also our starting wide receiver last year. He had a collarbone issue, but he's back, and, and he's unblockable. Uh, he's he's going to be a big role for us on defense. And Jack Archdeacon, and all three of those guys are big-time players for us when it comes to outside linebackers. Jack Archdeacon has, might have the biggest upside of all three, and, uh, and he may not even start this first game. So uh, I'm excited to see what these three guys can do. In the backfield for inside linebackers, then we have three other studs. Michael Collard is our big senior. And uh, he was hurt last year with an ACL issue, but he's back, and he's just running all over the field. Nobody can block him. Riley Parker's coming right along, and maybe the young man with the biggest upside, Nick Klein. He's tiny, but he is unblockable and fast, and uh, I'm excited about him. His, you might have remembered his cousin, Trevor Klein, who's our stud strong safety. But, uh, but Nick Klein, he's going to make a name for himself this year. Coach, it seems like you got a lot of great things to say about your players, and that's awesome. So um, let's go ahead and let's move on. Let's talk about your opponent this week, South Harrison. Now, last year was a pretty competitive game between you guys. And, um, Coach, just talk about your scouting report, what you've seen from the 2021 South Harrison Bulldogs. Well, South Harrison was just an amazing team last year, and the fact that we beat them, was by the skin of our teeth. They, they were a solid team, and, and we are well aware of their double-wing style offense and how it works, and we know that if we don't take it serious and do our exact jobs, we're going to have issues all night long. Uh, we also got into the third quarter last year, and they absolutely destroyed us in that quarter. So we're doing a lot of things to help us um, overcome the heat, not give up in that third quarter, and, uh, and we know their offense is pretty deadly. So, so we're ready for them, hopefully. We'll see how it goes on Friday. Well, it seems like it's going to be another exciting season at Gower. So, uh, Coach Fritter, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again. And um, glad you guys are out there um, beating the heat. And um, good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week in practice. And uh, good luck to you guys against South Harrison on Friday. For sure. We're excited. Thank you for covering us. We really appreciate it. 
And thank you so much, head coach Dan Ritter of the East Buchanan Bulldogs for joining us. Here is the rest of the schedule. Lafayette County is taking on Hamilton. That should be a fun matchup there at Hamilton. Two of the top teams in their respective classes. I expect whenever those state rankings come out here in a couple weeks, both of them will be near the top of those rankings. Lawson under first-year head coach Caleb Crawford, a longtime assistant to former head coach Todd Dunn, who retired at the end of last season, will be making his head coaching debut, taking on a really good Oak Grove football team. That should be a fun matchup there. Lathrop is at home under a new head coach. They will be taking on Richmond. North Platte will be visiting Gallatin. Polo is at Plattsburgh. Low Jack at West Platte. North Shelby, an eight-man football team, making an 11-man appearance for one night only as they take on Maysville. Wolverines had an open date on their schedule. I guess North Shelby agreed to play some 11-man football for one night only. If you're in the Maysville area, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Trenton is on the road at Brookfield. Milan takes on South Shelby. And Highland takes on Putnam County. I decided to save one of the best segments for last as we always have an opportunity at the end of this segment to talk with Regional Radio KKWK Sports Director Chris Ward. We break down the MEC, the KCI, and the GRC, and we talk about his matchup this week as he's going to be broadcasting the Princeton at Mid-Buck game. That should be a fun one there. Without further ado, here's our interview with Chris Ward right now. And we're here on the Cliff Ducks Cup podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with our KCI and GRC segment of the podcast. We are here with the man the sports director of Regional Radio KKWK, Chris Ward, is back with us. Chris, how are you doing, man? Uh, Cliff and I am doing great. Thank you for having me back on. It's been a, a long time. Uh, obviously, uh, as I call it, the dark days. Uh, football's not around. I'm excited to get this uh, season going. Uh, for whatever reason, like I said it a few weeks ago on Twitter, uh, usually I'm about a nine early in August. This year I was turned up to 11 already. I'm ready for football. It's been, it's been a long time. Oh, I've definitely turned up to about 11 or 12 this week, definitely. I know that you and I have been both grinding as far as getting ready for the season. So, um, Chris, uh, first of all, what, what we're going to do, we're going to preview some conferences. We're going to just get your overall thoughts on the um, some of the conferences around in the area. Um, Chris, we're going to start off with the Midland Empire Conference. And, um, Chris, it seems like, you know, a lot of talent's definitely graduated the MEC. And, um, you know, there's still some good talent back. But uh, what are your impressions on the MEC going into 2021? Well, uh, I mean, despite uh, St. Pius last year, I think it's still Maryville's, you know, third yard, so to speak, as the Hounds up there. I mean, until somebody consistently knocks them off, you still kind of have to put them in front. Uh, I don't know as much about Pius this year, but obviously they've got great tradition. They did graduate a, a fair amount of talent, but they have got a pretty good base down there as well. So I would expect Pius and Maryville, obviously, to be right there in the discussion. Lafayette looks pretty good to me. Uh, I'm interested to see what Coach Schroyer does. Obviously, rookie head coach. The, you're going to go through some growing pains. There'll be some things here and there that happen. We'll see how they respond to it. But, again, it's an unknown because we haven't seen him as a head coach as of yet. Um, I think the, the rest of the count is kind of improving as they go. Uh, I think Cameron, there's questions there after what they graduated, but they had so many kids that had to get – that played early and, and the dedication seems to be there for Coach Wallace. I think they're going to stay 
steady to better uh, as, as they go there. I think Benton's going to be an improved football team this year. I think the team really kind of have to look out for is Savannah. I think Coach Kopecki's done a great job up there uh, kind of instilling his program. It, it, his program kind of fits the mentality of the kids he's got right there. And I know they graduated a kid like Evan Yount. Now, obviously, you don't just replace a, a running back like that. But I think they've got a few kids that together can replace Evan Yount as a unit that that running back by committee kind of style. I think they've got a good quarterback back there. I think their defense is really going to be where it's at. Uh, I think Savannah's kind of the dark horse there. Keep an eye on them. But I think uh, Maryville, uh, St. Pius, Savannah, and then Lafayette probably are, are your top half with Cameron right there, kind of fighting with the Irish, maybe four or five. And then I, I think the bottom few, uh, Chillicothe, I hate to even say they're a bottom few because they, they've got a lot of kids back too. But again, new coach, we'll see how that kind of goes. Uh, I think the NEC's going to be very, very competitive this year. I do. And I, this is one of the conferences that I'm gonna, I'm really excited about is the KCI. I mean, you know, you got Mid-Buff, you know, who a class one state um, finalist last year. They lost, uh, They graduated a ton of talent. East Buck's got some talent back. Hamilton's got some depth. You know, Lawson's got a new coach with the end of the era of Todd Dunn. So, um, Chris, just your thoughts on the KCI. Well, you talk about question marks. There's your conference with some question marks. You got half the coaches are turned over in this thing. Four new coaches in the KCI. Uh, Aaron Fritz, who's only been around for what, seven years, I think it is, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, he's now the dean of coaches in the KCI. That's crazy to think about that he's, I mean, he's still a young guy and he's now the veteran, the grizzled veteran of KCI coaches. You touched on it though. There's a, there was a lot of turnover in the conference. Uh, obviously, maybe Buchanan lost a, a kid like a Javon Noyes, a running back like a PJ Runyon. Don't even talk about the guys up front. They're going to be much different in the trenches this year. So uh, I'm interested to see them. That's my game this week as they host Princeton. I, I'm interested to see what happens with this team. Uh, you can see it in all the news reports. Everybody talking to those kids. They say, hey, we're, we're out to prove something that it wasn't the class before us, but we can still win some football games too. So I'm interested to see what they look like. East Buchanan, I think, is early on probably the favorite just because I think they have the most pieces back uh, that are arts question marks. Uh, and again, I think Mid Buchanan is going to be right there with them. Those are probably the two favorites just on paper. Um, then you get in all those new coaches. You touched on Hamilton's depth, especially in the trenches. You start talking uh, about those kids they've got up there. Uh, I mean, they've got some hosses in, in the trenches. Now, how do you replace a Sawyer Morrow in that game? They've also got a new coach who's going to be a little more balanced. We'll see kind of how that goes with Coach Lloyd and his ball club. Lawson's got a new coach, but put the pause button on that. Yes, he's a new coach, but that's a guy that's been there for eight years as an assistant. He's run the wing tee for ages. He's kind of followed the, that kind of system through his career. So I think that's probably the least, quote, new of new coaches as you can get with Caleb Crawford. I think he just kind of sets in there. Obviously, he's going to do some things differently. Everybody does, but I think that's the smoothest of transitions you could ask for right there. Uh, Lathrop's got a new coach, and I think there's some question marks. Is, uh, the youth that they had is going to be uh, kind of interesting to see how they develop. North Platte's a team that didn't win a lot of games, but they've got a ton of people back. Uh, they've got another year under Reese Wright. I think that's a team that could take a nice step forward here. I don't think they contend for a conference title, but I think that's a team that could be better. Plattsburgh, I think, and Coach Boswell, he's a guy that's been around. He knows that option offense. Uh, if, you, if you're curious about him, think back a few years ago to Trenton. That's what uh, he was up there. Uh, for a few years ago, he's very well versed in that kind of offense. So I think uh, there's going to be a lot of things we learn as this thing goes along in the KCI, but I think uh, it's the Hamilton, East Buchanan, Mid Buchanan trio with Lawson possibly right there with them. Uh, just kind of depends on how they developed in the offseason. We'll see them, you know, we don't know. 
but I think those are your three favorite teams with Lawson right there as a, as like three B or, or number four, however you want to look at it. But again, the KCI, I think the bottom's gotten better. I didn't even mention West Platte year uh, two with them. And I think they, again, are one of those teams that's going to take a big step forward. It's just that the top's so good. It's going to be hard to get too, too high. Uh, the KCI year in, year out, best small school conference uh, for, for my money. And I think this year's no different. It's going to be a dogfight each and every night. But I think East Buck, Mid Buck, Hamilton, probably the top three. I think the GRC is going to be interesting, too. Now, that's where we're going to go next. Uh, we got some teams up there. we got Milan. we got um, Gallatin, I think, is going to, might, might take a good step forward. Uh, of course, you know, South Harrison's in there. Princeton's still in there. And, Chris, just uh, your overall thoughts on the Grand River Conference 11-man division for 2021. Yeah, you, t- you hit it. It's going to be good. Uh, Milan is very good. They uh, Another team that lost a lot. You lose your quarterback and a coach Colts kid, uh, the Cole boy, Malin. Uh, graduates. They lost some of the big, uh, big hosses up front that were in that class as well. They had that was a really good senior class up there. So again, I, I don't talk to to, to coach uh, up there on, on a daily or, or even on the previous show. That's more the fans area. But just thinking back, I saw them a couple times last year. There's still some talent there. They'll be very much in contender, and they grow big kids up there, and they uh, they run that uh, coach Dabney's uh, offense very, very well. Uh, so they'll be right there with it. South Harrison's obviously got a lot of talent up there. Um, Gallatin, I think, is very interesting, and uh, the issue there is they've got a new quarterback. Uh, the quarterback last year, the Vanderbilt kid, moved to Florida, so uh, he should have been back as a senior at like 6'4", 200 pounds, and three years in the offense. Instead, he's uh, he's gone on to, to live in the in the Sunshine State, so they're, they're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. I know Coach is pretty happy with that kid, and, but it's a matter of seeing them and, and seeing how that all runs, but they do have the dogs, so to speak, to, uh, to make a run at this thing. I think those are probably your top team. Princeton's, uh, the question marks there is the fact that they replaced basically everybody. Uh, all 22 starters are basically new. Now there are some kids that had experience that uh, the quarterback did get some snaps last year as they kind of rotated the, those two kids down the stretch when they upset Milan in the district and all that good stuff. Uh, so, so, you know, that's not so much a question behind center, but there's a lot of other question marks on that team just because of so many new starters over there. But I, I love Nathan Powell. He's one of my favorite coaches, one of the young guys that really, I think, really knows uh, football. And I've always been very impressed with him. I mean, he'll have that team by the end of the season. He'll have that team clicking and ready to play for districts. I don't know if they'll get there in time to play for a conference title. But then you also add in like your Putnam Counties. That's a team I don't cover really at all. Uh, I know last year they were really good. I don't know exactly what the breakdown was of, of kids as far as grades and all that. Uh, so they're kind of an unknown over there. Trenton, I think, it is a, a – from talking to their coach, uh, I think that's a team to look out for too. They had a what a one and eight record last year. I think that's a team that makes some noise this year. Most of that team is back. Uh, it sounds like they've really got their teeth into that offense and the way coach wants things done and what they're supposed to be doing. I think that's a team that makes a big step forward in the GRC, probably top half of the league this year. Um, Maysville is another team uh, that I think is, is going to be decent year two with Coach McMillan's going to help them. Uh, I just think numbers is their biggest problem. And kind of being able to overcome some of those bigger schools, it's going to be hard to get towards the top uh, when, when you're talking about dealing with the Trentons and the, and the South Harrisons, et cetera, of the world. But I think that's a, they're going to take a good step forward. And then, Chris, um, your, your game that you mentioned it a little bit earlier, your game that you're going to be broadcasting live on 100.1 Regional Radio KKWK is going to be Princeton at Midbuck. Uh, obviously, we talked about Midbuck. Midbuck's uh, a state finalist. Princeton made a run all the way to the district championship. Um, Princeton had one of probably one of the best football games in the area last year against Milan. So um, yeah, that was great. Well, definitely, uh, I, that's a great cause there. But um, 
Chris, just your overall thoughts. I know you've had an opportunity to talk to both of the coaches here before. What are your thoughts on this ball game heading into Friday? Well, I think uh, for Princeton, it's a big learning experience. Uh, again, I think uh, in talking to Coach Powell, I talked to him after the, uh, the Jamboree. That was huge for them to get those bright lights, so to speak, get that kind of out of the way, uh, kind of see what they've got. I think that'll be this week will be huge for them and getting ready for that because they've kind of gotten a little bit out of the way. Uh, but this is a big game for them, measuring stick kind of game. Obviously, uh, Midbuck kind of got them pretty good last year. Uh, so this is kind of like, hey, that's the big dog on the block. Let's see where we stand against them. Uh, maybe Cannons, they, they're, I think, coming out with something to prove. Obviously, like, like we talked about, we were talking KCI. Those kids uh, kind of feel slighted, I think, in, in just kind of some of their comments I've seen with Chris Rouse's coverage there on KQ2 and the, and the news press guys and, and some of the interviews they've had with those kids at practice and whatnot. It's uh, just the things they're saying. It kind of sounds like they've got a chip on their shoulder to prove that, hey, we can do this too. It wasn't just Jay the Noise. It, it was us too. Uh, and I think you know, people are kind of sleeping on the talent there at Midian Canada. So I think they're going to kind of be out to prove something. Uh, obviously, uh, Coach Fritz and those guys have a, a fun offense that you kind of really never know. And, and, and don't forget, there's a lot of weapons still there. They've got a lot of big receivers out there. Uh, they talked to the Joe Clark kid into coming out to, to the football field. I mean, he's what six foot four, a big post presence on the basketball team. I think that's nothing but good for the basketball team. He's going to tough it up and really become a presence in, in, in the winter. But I mean, that kid's an athlete. He can play. Uh, they've got, you know, the Bailey kid. Uh, there's so many huge receivers out there that I think Rollins Brandt's going to have some, some weapons to throw to now. Can coach kind of keep him under control? I guess he's kind of a, a rambunctious kind of quarterback. He'll take some chances. He'll pitch the ball late. He'll do some things like that. So if he can keep uh, those type of things to a minimum, I think they've really got potential to, to do something on offense again this year. And, of course, Jake Rump's defense is always fantastic. He'll always have them flying around and doing all that stuff. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I think, like I said, Midbuck's kind of out to prove themselves a little bit. They kind of want to make a statement early on. Princeton's kind of like, hey, where are we at? Let's see what we got going on here. Uh, obviously, that's a good comparison-type team in Mid-Buchanan, a team that expects to make a deep run. So I think it's going to be a fun matchup. And I love the GRC-KCI crossover here in week one that we get. There's a handful of those type of games. I mentioned East Butt, South Harrison's another one. Uh, there's just a handful of those games each week here in the first couple of weeks. And I just love those two conferences kind of going at it. It gives us a real good measuring stick of who's who and kind of how things stack up between them. Oh, absolutely. You're going to have another one next week when Hamilton takes on Gallatin. That's going to yeah. be another one that you're going to have. Yep. So we'll, we'll, definitely talk, we'll definitely talk more about that one next week. But, um, Chris, is there anything you want to plug before we get you out of here? Anything going on? Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, regional radio going on, a lot of high school football. Anything you want to plug? Well, if anybody's uh, curious, we had our uh, preseason show last night, uh, Wednesday. Those All those interviews are up on our website at northwestbowinfo.com under the sports page. Uh, they went live last night. You can check those out. Uh, starting Friday, everything's back just like it was last year, 5 o'clock, the uh, Highway 36 Auto and Diesel Friday night football pregame show where we'll have uh, interviews with different media members and the coaches of, the, of our game of the week. We'll have the pick-em segment. It's going to be a little bit different this year where you can make picks and uh, somebody's going to win 50 bucks in barbecue here in week one because uh, if they can beat us, that is, they got to they gotta be better than me and mine. But uh, somebody's going to win some, some barbecue each week and uh, – uh, then we got to kick off of the game at seven. And of course, Mize has got the uh, the best post game show in the area with the uh, the uh, Pentagon Auto Center end zone show after the games. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's wall to wall football for about seven hours each Friday night. Absolutely. I definitely recommend, you know, if you're a fan of high school football, if you're a fan of like the Northwest Missouri area, definitely get in on those pick em. I'm not doing it because I'm a media member. I have to stay, um, I got to stay um, non, I got to stay unbiased. So I can't be doing picks like that. But 
If anybody wants to do picks, definitely go on go on NorthwestBowInfo.com. Definitely do that. I'll retweet a link out. You can compete with Chris and the Mize and um, win you some free barbecue there. So, uh, Chris, I appreciate you for coming on, and um, good luck to your uh, prep work for this upcoming game. And um, definitely have some fun there in Boston on Friday. I, I appreciate it, Clifton. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll talk to you next week. And thank you so much, Chris Ward, for coming on the podcast. Always a pleasure to have you on. His game, again, is Princeton at Mid-Buchanan. You can check that out on 100.1 on your FM dial. The Highway 36 Ottawa Diesel pregame show starts at 5 o'clock. I think Chris is going to actually be live for the game starting at around 6.45. That should be the correct time if I'm not mistaken. That is all for segment two. Our next segment we're going to be doing, this is going to be the last one this week, is eight-man football. We'll have a rundown of the eight-man football rankings for this week. We'll have an interview with North Andrew head coach Dwayne Williams and King City head coach Micah Breckenridge ahead of their big matchup this week. And Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane return to the podcast to talk all kinds of eight-man football. Now, also a reminder, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at CliffNotes underscore pod. You can email the podcast anytime at cliffnotespodcast at hotmail.com. Also, we're extending an invitation to businesses out there that would maybe want to get involved in advertising for the podcast. You can email or DM me on Twitter for all the details there if you want to get your business sponsored on the Cliff Notes podcast. Without further ado, we will talk to you later here for segment three. And until then, take it easy, everybody.